Hey there, my name's Chris Rivers. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Culture Bus Tools podcast. In each episode, we explore leadership strategies that increase your capacity and effectiveness with people. Currently, we're in week three of the Archibus series, discovering the importance of personal ministry and how to live that out. If you're new to the series, consider going back and starting episode 27 titled The Archibus Assignment with Robbie Richard. That'll catch you up to speed with where we are today. Speaking of today, Chad Merrill and I are discussing part three of the series, and we're focusing on Colossians chapter one, verses 15 through 23. So consider taking a moment to pause this episode if you want, read those verses, and then come back. All right, let's jump in and hear my interview with Chad. Chad, man, great to see you and hear from you today, man. Glad you're on the episode today. Chris, I'm pumped about this whole thing, man. Thanks for putting it together. I love the hat you're wearing today. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, for all of our listeners, I got a super cool Culture Bus flat bill hat. I might have to put some of those out. If you want one, let me know. I'll try to hook you up. Okay, so let's do a little recap real quick. We're in the Archibus series. Today is the third episode of the Archibus series, and I want to do a really quick recap of where we've been. So in episode one of this series, we talked about meeting Archibus. And Chad, you helped us. You said something in the first episode that is critical for us to remember, and that was a statement that you said, instead of living our lives expecting Jesus to respond to our life, we should live our lives with our life in response to who Jesus is. And I felt like that was so helpful for me in, in trying to live out this Archippus assignment and understanding how we can do discipleship, right? And so that was the first episode. The second piece, we talked about uh, walking in worthiness. And we talked about what that looked like, uh, Colossians 1 and in that short section of scripture, and really the unique spaces that that Jesus has interacted with. That was one of the exercises that we gave to help people see the spaces that Jesus has walked in. So today we're talking about he is before all things with Colossians 1, 15 through 23. And this idea of these three kind of core concepts that we're working through through the rest of the series, which is my story, my strength, and my space. And we're looking at that in the, through the lens of Jesus. We're looking at his story, his strengths, his space, and how that relates to our life. So as we dive into today and we talk about he is before all things, is there anything else that you would want to add as a recap to what we've done before we jump into today's episode? Absolutely. You know, we started this thing looking at the end, right? So we got a little sneak peek of where Paul's going. Yeah. And when you do that, you, you look at the end and what he's calling Archippus to. Yes. What he's calling this church of Colossae too. And then we come back and we read what he says in, in, in the first part of, of chapter one, where he's saying, hey, I pray for you guys all the time. And I'm thankful for these things. It's the effect of the gospel in your life. Mm-hmm. And that could be pretty weighty when you know he's getting ready to ask you about a personal ministry at the end of this thing. You know, we talked about what if he was writing it to us? Mm-hmm. And so just in context of space, story, and strength, I wanted to just set the table for today by saying Paul is about to give us something in our story that helps us answer all of the overwhelming uh, thoughts that can come to us about our limitations in our strength and just the expanse of the spaces that we step into. Those things in our own capacities could be overwhelming. He's about to give us everything we need to how our story then makes sense to step out in Christ's strength 
uh, into spaces that where he's he's really ordained our steps and put us there on purpose. Excited about this. Yeah. So let's kind of dive in. You started off with this as, you know, Colossians 1, 15 through 23. That's where we're focusing on today. And you really kind of set the stage for meeting someone that had common interest, maybe similar motives. And uh, then you talked a little bit about the preeminence of Christ and talk to us a little bit about what you were trying to help us see as you wrote just a quick, just a couple sentences that gave real clarity into the supremacy of Christ. Yeah, I think uh, one of the realities we don't like to talk about because it, it, it doesn't feel polite is we size people up really quickly in the beginning. Like, mm-hmm. I'm really glad I didn't know you were a cat person when we first met, Chris. I, I would, <laughs> that would have been a strike against you. Uh, but the but, you know, I. I tend to like the teams I like. I like the things that I do. I like the places that I go. I like the people I hang out with. And if those aren't your places, your teams and your people, there's just probably not a lot of uh, opportunity for us to really go deep with a friendship. Like we can know each other, we can be casual, but the people that I want to do life with typically have some, some, some things in common with me. I can see what they're, uh, I can measure them up. Like if you're a coffee drinker, we got a lot to talk about. If, if you like the New York Yankees or you like baseball or you, uh, you love to hunt and fish and be outdoors, you're probably my people. I think that's, that's really evident. We, you can tell a lot about a person by what they display and what they, what they present to you as uh, this is what I'm into. This is who I am. And, and I've just noticed that, that what we put forward says a lot about us. And yeah. uh, it, it really helps us in conversation. So as Paul is so eloquently telling us about the supremacy of Christ, verses 15 through 20, he really just helps us have an imagery of who Jesus is. And I think this is important in episode one, we talked about, uh, well, in the Archippus assignment, we talked about this idea of putting on the glasses of mm-hmm putting those things on when we, in the morning, at noon, and at night, and we're looking at everyone through the lens of mission and ministry, of discipleship. And what I wrote down, which has been really helpful for me, is just helping, when I put on those glasses, it helps me value the importance of replicating my faith in Jesus and developing a passion for the mission of making disciples. So as we now are looking through the my space, my story, my strengths, and we're looking at this passage of scripture, we're, we're almost putting on a new set of glasses again. It's like another set where now we're looking at people through the lens of the supremacy of Christ. Talk to us a little bit about what you what stood out to you when you, you, you gave us a quote, an A.W. Tozer quote, and then you talked about this pre- preeminence of Christ and how that can help us as we look at the people around us. Yeah, so Tozer, he says, the most defining thing or the most important thing about us is what comes to mind when we think about God. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a mentor, Chris, that, that told me that the, he only prays one prayer for me. He prays that, that Lord help Chad to grow in an increasing awareness of your presence in his life. And I thought <laughs> at first that was a pretty lazy prayer, if I'm honest. Um, thought, man, I got all these things going on in my life. Why don't you pray about those? Why don't you pray about these challenges I have? But he continually just points to the fact that he prays for me to grow in an awareness of who God is in my life, just an awareness of his presence. Because I think what you're pointing to in, in this, in this, and we've got a sneak preview of the end. I said at the beginning a little bit, um, 
it's very overwhelming to try to step out in this world and live for Jesus in our own strength, because who's more aware of our deficiencies than us, right? Mm -hmm. And so I read one time that, that we tend to have between uh, 30 to 50,000 thoughts internally per day, and, and, and the gross majority of those are negative thoughts, mm -hmm. because we're hyper aware of our incapacity. So what I think Paul is doing here is he's really bringing us back and bringing the church of Colossae back to the hinge point of everything he's calling them to. So he's thankful for the effect of the gospel in their lives. And he's calling them later to apply the truth of the gospel and the truth about Jesus to their lives. And it all hinges on this, that everything you need to know about God to be more aware of him is seen in the image of Christ. The way he walked through the space of this world, the way that he interacted with people, um, if you're wondering if he has enough power, everything was created by him. He sustains mm. it. So the rhythms of the world, he did that. Um, and then, then verse 17 is, I think, the, the, um, the, the hallmark of this whole book of the Bible. So Colossians hinges on this, this verse 17 in my, in my mind, that Jesus, he is before all things, by him, all things hold together. Mm -hmm. and so when I start thinking in the context of my story, Chris, and the things that I'm into, the things that I can do, can't do, the preferences, all those things, I'm very aware of my incapacities. Yeah. I'm very aware of the fact that if Jesus is calling me to something bigger, it's I'm going to mess that up, right? Yeah. My, my, I'm going to run out of space and I'm going to run out of strength. I'm, I, my story is going to disqualify me something. And yeah. he's just reminding us that everything about the call on the life of a believer to be and make disciples is a call to first be in relationship with Jesus Christ as Lord. Yeah. So his character, his, his position, his status, his throne, whatever you want to call it, is that the simple fact about him is that he is before all things. Mm -hmm. And so then I have to live my life in, as if he is indeed before all things. And so... so I just think that's that's a really important element that we have to carry into our story or else our strength and in, in, in our space really are inconsequential. Very true. I uh, had an interaction with some people this week and we were talking about anxiety and just the challenge of mental health in our world right now. It is a huge topic. It is worth discussing and how when we, many of us are anxious, many of us may feel anxious because we, you know, there's lots of digital media. There's so many news that's, that's out on the, I mean, so many broken things. And then we've got the added um, social media. We've got the alerts on our phone. We're constantly, we've never been in a society where we've had so much coming at us, so much information. And then you give that to a 16 year old or a 15 year old and you feel the tension that they must have to go somewhere. And I mean, it's just, it's like, it's just caves in, you know? And so we began to, in this conversation that I had with this individual, we began to talk about the, the thinking problem, that a lot of it is, a lot of the anxiety that we have in this world is, is as a result of what we put into our head, you know, what we think about. And this passage of scripture is incredibly freeing because it reminds us to put our focus and our attention on Christ. And if we put him in, in, in focus, then things begin. And we look at that through the lens of scripture. And we, as uh, he, as uh, Roman says, to, to think differently. 
Let's read that verse real quick. She says, therefore, brothers and sisters, in view of the mercies of God, I urge you to present your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true worship. Mm-hmm. Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may discern what is good, pleasing and the perfect will of God. That's right. Yeah. So so this idea is if that we could recalibrate around the story of Christ, around what what he did. He lived this life. He he was on mission to be a disciple maker. Like he's like, I'm going to set the stage for what discipleship looks like. And if you will think about that, if you'll think about who I am, if we take this passage of scripture in Colossians and we and we think about that, it changes the way we interact. You call it relational discipleship. It changes the way we interact with every person that we interact with. That's powerful. Yeah, Chris, you're dead on, I think, because in, in the kind of what Paul is doing for the church at Colossae here, let's think about how we interact with people. So you tapped on something there for your 16-year-old. That's also a huge deal for me. I'm for almost 46 years old. Yeah, We like to compare ourselves to other people. Sure. So any, especially men, when we meet someone, we're measuring up, right? We're trying yeah. to figure out how we stack up against this guy. Do we have anything in common? Is he a threat? All those things. And so whatever insecurities come up, like just start, we've been talking about story. So I start thinking about, man, I can't make a disciple of that guy. I, I know the things that I've done. I know the thoughts that I have. Jesus Christ is before all things, even those thoughts and those actions. He died for those. It was enough. Um, he's the image of the, of, the, of the invisible God. And so in him, you see the sacrifice and the, and, and the humility and the compassion to to come here and lay down his life for you, Chad. That that's how that intersects my story. Oh yeah, but if if this guy um, is is if I can't trust him, if I can't uh, interact with him without thinking that he doesn't have my best interests at heart, Jesus is before all things. In him, all things hold together. It's not going to come unraveled at your strength and his strength. Jesus is going to be before all things and be the sustainer. He is. He is, uh, he is the head of the body. He's the beginning. He's the firstborn. He's pleased to have the fullness dwell in him. So just live for him. He's pleased to have that. And so I think there's just constantly this thing that we bring where we disqualify ourselves from the ministry that, that Jesus had in mind for every single believer. I think it's a really key verse. That verse um, 18, it says that he is the firstborn from the dead so that uh, he might ha- come to have first place in everything. So what he's really saying is, hey, I'm asking you to do something I've already done. I laid down my life for you. Now you then lay down your life for others. That's the issue, right? So we're stepping into these relationships knowing that all the insecurities, all the things I stand to lose or gain in this relationship, he's before all these things, and he's already modeled how to step into the space, into this, and his story is now my story. I lay down my life and I take up his so I go where he would have gone. He's before all things. It's so just really, um, really one of those one of those uh, verses I'm thinking about, like getting tattooed on my forearm or something. You know, <laughs> it just needs to be in front of me all the time. Like yeah. these insecurities and these questions that I carry that often cost me a conversation yes. or, or have me thinking, I don't have anything common with that person. My mm. story matches that person's story that if Jesus wasn't indeed before all things, there's just no hope for either one of us. 
Yeah, so good. Well, we're going to land the plane here. We're going to try to connect each of these episodes to this idea of getting crystal clear on the story of Jesus, the space of Jesus, the strengths of Jesus. And so this is what I think we could do. We're going to provide a resource on this episode that'll help you kind of focus on three things. The first one would be focusing on the story of Christ. So, you know, who was, who was Jesus? You know, what was he about? What did he care about? You know, what were the things that he said? Um, How did he interact with people and where was he going? You know, that that idea just alone to take some time to think about those questions will help us get clarity on the story of Jesus. And I think the second piece would be to write our story. So we're going to give you a tool that will help you think through that, um, through the lens of what we just said, and then you writing your story. And then the third thing that we want to challenge you with uh, is to hear someone else's story. You know, in light of all those things, you know, take the time to find someone that maybe you could just get to know. And maybe the first thing you say is, hey, I'd love to connect and just hear a little bit about your story. And just with what you just did, kind of come to that conversation and listen. You know, what are the things that they're saying? Connect that to the story of Christ. Connect that to your story that you've just connected with the story of Christ. And I think that that is going to create a lot of clarity when you think about this idea of getting involved in people's life, helping them grow in their relationship with Christ or helping them see the value and importance of replicating their faith in Jesus and developing a passion for the mission of making disciples. So that's what we're going to focus on. Chad, any other thoughts that you have as we close out? Yeah, I just think next week we're going to really drive this home with what happens in in verse 23, where he reminds us of where our story started. Hmm. We were once alienated. We were once lost. We were once hopeless. And so I think at the, at the end of the day, what we need to come to see is that because Jesus is before all things, our strength will always run out. It will never be enough. Our space will always feel too small or too big or too uncontrollable. But mm. there is something powerful about our story when we just admit, this is who I was before Jesus. He's before all things. He's bigger than all that. He changed my life. And because of him, my story is something that can intersect yours and we can have a relationship that introduces you to him. I just mm-hmm. think it's so key what Paul's doing here and I hope I hope we'll take it to heart. Yeah, so good, man. Well, thanks for joining us again. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, Chris, it's always fun, man. Take care. Well, as we wrap up today's episode in part three of the Archivist series, I want to thank you for joining us. The goal of this series has been to help Christ followers recognize the importance of replicating their faith in Jesus and developing a renewed passion for disciple making. Be sure to download the stretch assignment for this episode to help you and your tribe create forward movement around the principle shared. Check out the show notes for more information on that. And if you're new to the podcast, consider signing up to receive these tools in your inbox with each new episode. You can head on over to culturebus.cc forward slash podcast to sign up. Join us next week as we jump back into the book of Colossians, and we'll talk about the importance of personal ministry and how to live that out. All right, I'll see you next time on the Culture Bus Tools podcast.